Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Revelation 6 and we're not going to do, do a lot of interpret. We're not going to read a lot of other um, sources. Um, we just, if you read the prep, uh, there's a lot of reading there, about 20 minutes where I just read about and prep us for the next 10 chapters. So I'm not going to do a lot of additional reading. But before we do anything, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this reading. I thank you for your word. Father, you are the great creator. You're the one who made us. You made me. You know me. And you know my flaws, and you still love me. And I think that as you made me, you understood I'd have these flaws. You understood that you had a plan for me in my life, and I just pray, Father, I would continue to walk down that, that path and that I would fulfill your plan. I pray as we read that your Holy Spirit would guide us and open our hearts, open our minds, and open our spirits so that we can understand what you want us to know. So that we would incorporate it into our lives and we would live for you. I just pray for your hand to be upon us, for your voice to be heard, that there be nothing from me but strictly everything from you. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So chapter 6 is a transition. We had been dealing with, and in the previous chapters, we'd been you know, in dealing with heaven. What it looked like, what was there, praising God, Jesus, and the throne, and all the creatures there. Now we've tra- we're transitioning for what's, from what's happening in heaven to what's happening, in, happening on earth. And it's a pretty significant transition. So let's go ahead and get started and just jump right on into verse 1. I watched as the Lamb opened the, the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come. I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow, and he was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. When the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. When the lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Then I heard what sounded like a voice from among the four living creatures. Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages and six pounds of barley for a day's wages. And do not damage the oil and the wine. I have to confess I don't really get that. I don't know if that means there's hyperinflation. (laughs) And that's a ton for a day's wages or not. I really don't understand it. When the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come, I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beast of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, Sovereign Lord, holy and true, 
until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood. Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their servants, of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters, were killed just as they had been. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. So what's interesting, let's back up for a second. What's interesting there is there's a set number of, of martyrs. And you may, you know, there may be a set number where there's the, the witnesses who witness for 1,200 days. And they witness in Jerusalem. And maybe they are the final martyrs that have to, you know, die. But that there are martyrs throughout history. And there isn't this life with Jesus is not promised to be simple and pleasant and easy, but it is promised to be the most fulfilling. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red and the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs dropped from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich and the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? So there's, again, there's tremendous amount here. There's a lot of interpretation available. There's a lot of symbolism. And I'm not going to read that today. What I'm going to read is through the MacArthur Bible Studies, just a definition that they have of the Great Tribulation. They write, a seven-year period of intense judgment on the earth. The exact phrase, the Great Tribulation, is found only once in the Bible. Here, in chapter 7, 14, verse 14. The Great Tribulation is to, to be distinguished from the general tribulation a believer faces in the world. And they reference Matthew thirteen twenty-one, John sixteen thirty-three, and Acts fourteen twenty-two. It is also to be distinguished from God's specific wrath upon the unbelieving world at the end of the age. And they reference Mark 13, 24, Romans 2, verses 5 through 10, and 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. They write, The tribulation fulfills Daniel's prophecies in Daniel 7 through 12. It will be a time of evil from false Christ and false prophets, and, nat- and natural disasters will occur throughout the world. The second half of the tribulation will feature the day of the Lord, in which God unleashes his judgment and wrath on the earth in intensifying waves. Though it is a time of unparalleled judgment, it is also a time of unparalleled grace in salvation. See Matthew twenty-four, twelve through 14 So, just going through all these different pieces, um, just real quick, here's what Matthew um, 24, 12 through 14 says, Because of the increased increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, 
and then the end will come. That's the promise in the words of Jesus. So with that, let's go ahead and just close up and go to God in prayer. Holy Father, thank you. Thank you for your word and for loving us. Thank you for your insights and for letting us know you have a plan. This isn't haphazard and what's happening in our world today is being controlled. That you knew this was going to happen and you had a plan to fulfill your desires, which are the desires for us to live good and quality and productive, happy lives. But more importantly, then to fellowship with you through eternity. So, Father, I thank you for having that plan, for allowing us to be part of it. And I just lift up this time, I lift up this reading to you. I pray that you would be the one that's glorified by it, that our lives would have meaning for you, that we would understand what you want from us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.